last week on Into the Dead. They might have listed me at 180, but I, there's no way. I never rate 180 pounds <laughs> in my life. With what you've done with Tiger footballs is outstanding. Well, we do appreciate you coming down out of the ivory tower. Coach Hoffman's been helping for every one of those as well. And for like 50, 50 before yeah, that, correct. Yeah, right. yeah. For like, he's the best. <laughs> yeah, since the Great Depression. Chase Meyer goes back to back as Defensive Player of the Year. You know, eat and then fall into a coma state and in response to the, to the tryptophan. It's time to get back into the dead. We're back and better than ever. A weekly podcast dedicated to covering the student athletes, coaches, and teams of the University of Minnesota Morris Cougars. Into the Den has no offseason. And now, the Den is open again. Let's go deep into the Den. We've got something special going on here with your co hosts, Tim Grove and Matt Johnson. Oh, yes. Welcome back into the Den. It is great. To be back, and we are back and better than ever. And um, remember last week I asked Kevin Pope if prior to us having him on, had he ever listened to the podcast? Yeah. And he admitted that no, he had not. Which makes sense as a, I mean, a little bit of an outsider to the Cougar family. You would expect that he wouldn't. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to ask live these next two guests that we have today whether they are avid listeners to the podcast or not. Not unless you want them to walk away in utter shame. Um, yeah, we don't want that. So uh, today we are excited, though, to highlight Cougar women's basketball. And uh, we have with us associate head coach Lulu Seely and none other than super senior. Super senior. And two-time defensive player of the year, Jay Quate. Welcome into the den, you guys. Thanks, guys. Morning. This is getting the uh, Cougar Days of Giving band back together again, by the way. It is in a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's um, um, Of course, Reese was with us that day, but Lou graced us with her presence. She was yep. able to make it across campus and get out of the... Uh, Without a map. The dungeon. Without a map. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We could go there, couldn't yeah, we? Yeah, that would be a great story. We could go there, going back to the Noah Conaghy's days of working say, in the, the office. The map wasn't for me. It was for Noah. <laughs> but the way Lou put it together was well was with a bunch of landmarks. If you reach Mount Rushmore, you've gone too far. That's true. Yeah. I was gonna say, other with all the questions I asked Coach Johnson about different things on campus, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that he thinks I need a map. <laughs> oh, that is that's that's good stuff. So we're gonna get into Tiger ba- or Cougar basketball here in just a minute. Now I'm back on the Tiger mode with Coach Pope. Thanks yeah, a lot. They haven't started playing yet. Um, no, but they are soon. Uh, some some. Uh, games were played last night, as you well know. You're Mr. You know, official. Uh, uh, not games for me, but for Vance Gullickson, 100%. I was Vance. too busy uh, with my fanhood of Minnesota sports and driving home disappointed. We'll, get in a, we'll talk yeah. about that later as well. But um, let's start with how was Thanksgiving weekend for you and the, the Johnson household? Good. It was uh, uneventful, I will say. Uh, Mr. Burke came over and graced us with his presence, and then his daughter was in town as well, too, and her boyfriend, Matt. So... Party of seven at the Johnson household, uh, but but really, really good, man. It's just jam uh, to just sit back and relax a little bit and enjoy family and friends like we talked about last week. Nice. And uh, at the Sealy residence, what was going on up there? Yeah, we played a lot of games, um, ate a bunch of food. I have uh, six siblings. Five of the seven made it home, um, which also came with nieces and nephews. So, yeah, just said a lot of games, um, kickball, wrestling, dodgeball, and then, of course, we played cards. Wrestling. Uh, I would... Well, my brother-in-law is the wrestling coach, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he was helping my nieces and nephews uh, get some wrestling Two-leg tips. Two-leg takedowns. 
Yeah, I I wasn't in the wrestling room. I stayed in the gym. Um, <laughs> but I heard my six six year old uh, nephew say, "I want to body slam Savannah." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know if that Which, ever happened. I don't think that's the wrestling Dale coaches. No, I was going to say that's slightly different. That's uh, like WWE yeah, stuff. Which but I'm yeah, sure is what he watches. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So that was good. That was fun. And then I have a cousin that plays for Nebraska. So we got to go down and be a Gopher fan on Saturday. And that was just a lot of fun. Uh, so. A Husker fan or a Gopher fan? I had the pleasure of cheering for every point. <laughs> okay, there we go. Right. So, uh, yeah, I did. I cheered when Nebraska scored. And then I'm that... Uh, Point you after every gopher game, so or after every gopher point. So it was a lot of fun. It was a late game, it started at eight. So it's I was past your bedtime. I was gonna say I was cheering for Nebraska to win in three. It went four. I am proud <laughs> of supporting the, the gophers. Yeah, right. I am Obviously. proud of the gopher. It was a great atmosphere, uh, which it always has when I've gone to a few games at the pavilion, and I love um, going down there. So uh, also Nebraska, I know that they're really good and number one and and very known. A lot of Nebraska fans. I mean, the whole row behind us. I, in my head, I'm thinking to myself, like, I wonder what it's like to even be on the road and feel like a home game. Like, I, I don't think I've ever experienced that. So well, that was a, cool. It's the same team that played in front of 100,000 people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? When the you football think about, stadium. Yeah, that's correct. Pretty nuts. Yeah. Jay, how about, how about your weekend uh, with the family? It was nice. Um, went to my boyfriend's family for Thanksgiving and then went to my mom's for Thanksgiving and had a bunch of food loaded up. Um, couldn't work out that day, so sorry. But <laughs> went on a run the next day and then walked around a lot for Black Friday shopping. And yeah, it was fun. There you go. We did have uh, Jay started sometime Thursday mid-morning-ish, I suppose, or so. She sent out a group text to the team and it's like okay share what you're doing today any games you're playing or food you're eating and so that was fun that was that was an enjoyable way to spend thanksgiving as well getting some of those updated pictures mm-hmm. on what was going on but um yeah it was pretty low-key at the grove household as well i as i mentioned i went down to pick up my mother-in-law at the airport on wednesday one of about forty thousand people that did that um but the, it was is much better than i anticipated so that was good um enjoyed thanksgiving day and um my mother-in-law and my wife went shopping on Friday, a little Black Friday shopping. And other than that, it was pretty pretty mellow. Um, did go to some basketball on Saturday, watch the boys, which was a lot of fun. And, and other than that, just kind of up, up in the gym and just kind of doing what we do. So good weekend, and uh, I think it was a, a much-needed break for everybody, and, and now we can get back and, and get into uh, Cougar basketball. And that's what we're here to talk about next. So, Coach Lou, I want to start with you as associate head coach here in the program. Take us back to where you grew up, what you did in high school, and uh, where you ended up going to school. Uh, okay, so I grew up in Deer River, Minnesota, small school, <clears throat> uh, competitive, and then you know, being from a small school, uh, I was playing on varsity in the eighth grade. Not necessarily because of my talent, but because you need five people on the floor and you need a team of ten to practice and. Um, so I was I'm really competitive, um, even from a young age of those six siblings, I fit at six of seven. So I was always co- competing against older siblings and whatnot, but, um, tore my ACL my senior year, which really changed things about where I wanted to go to school. Uh, Dan Reuger was a Northland college lumberjill who would come to my games, even though I'm on crutches and, and whatnot. So just really felt a connection there. I went, went up there and. Played then at Northland College in Ashland, Wisconsin. Loved it. Um, we, were, we were pretty competitive. Freshman year, we won conference. Sophomore year, we made it to the national tournament, which was all really good. And then, you know, my dad owned a construction company. So I went to school thinking, oh, business, business, business. Well, I graduated in May. 
started working for my dad, you know, made good money, had a full-time job, miserable, like that is just <laughs> not my calling. So in about the middle of July, my, the coach that I had played for called me and said, we just got approved for a full-time assistant. Would you want to coach? Yes, please. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize how much I loved basketball and needed basketball until I didn't have it anymore. So started coaching as an assistant up there for two years when, you know, you just kind of learn things about the college game. You know, getting a master's degree was going to be pretty vital for me. Looking good as a coach, a head coach potentially someday. So I went online looking for GA positions, wound up in Mayville State for two years being their GA, Coach Hutter, Coach Moe. Um, two very big influences on my coaching career. Um, and I love the NAIA from the coaching perspective and the learning. I mean, a lot of individual workouts, a lot of team workouts, even kind of out of season, like longer seasons in the NCAA. So when it came to finding a full-time job, that Division three had my name written all over it. Love basketball, give basketball everything, um, but kind of have a lot more rules in sense. You know, you can't practice until October 15th and – June and July off. I'm a 10-month employee. So I kind of wound up here, Coach Grove, all the athletes that we've had. I just, I haven't been even tempted to leave yet. Um, but that is kind of how I wound up here. Uh, yeah, and we're thankful that you did. Now, um, one thing you did do was skip over the whole Hall of Fame career that you had <laughs> at the high school level. Uh, we have, not that you would know, but we have talked about that here on the pod. Um, and uh, well, the yellow jacket or whatever, Deer River <laughs> color, respectively. What color is your jacket? Yeah, blue and gold. Okay, the Warriors. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, congratulations once again on yeah. on your induction into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. Deer River High School Hall of Fame. Um, and we did mention it on, on on the pod, but I would just like for you to just reflect on that for a moment. I know you don't like to shine on yourself and and that type of thing, but what what did it mean this fall to be able to celebrate that? accomplishment back home? Yeah, it meant a lot. Um, I, I'm just really competitive, and I didn't think I always did a good job of putting that on my teammates and my coaches when I was younger, right? Like I probably yelled a little more, although if you ask the team, I'm the yeller of the coaches. Um, so I, you know, I think back to my, I was like, man, I, I don't even know if I was a great teammate, right? I was, I was really competitive. I know I definitely made one teammate cry one time during a game, just you know, speaking kind of, you know, verbally, but then I, you know, you go back and you get all those messages and you have people tell you stories about what they remember about me playing. And yeah, I think, I think I did okay. Right. You think, you know, Mr. Marlowe talked about, I would push my teammates, but still love my teammates, which I did. I do think back on a lot of my favorite memories at high school. We just had fun. We had fun and we loved each other. And I think that to myself at times. And then when you get to go to something like the Hall of Fame and people reach out via text and social media and they show up on that night and they tell you stories. And and I, I was just just really humble. I mean, I'm just so thankful um, for the time that I had. I, I also remember, like I said, I tore my, my ACL my senior year. And it would have been really easy for the coaching staff to just keep me at the end of the bench and not have me come to practices. And they didn't. They didn't, and my teammates didn't. They, they wanted me involved. Uh, Coach Marlowe gave me um, the, the task of calling the inbounds plays. So the ball would go out of bounds, and I'm on the bench, and I called out the inbounds plays, and I got to do things at practice. And so I just, yeah, it was just really cool to go back and um, 
I just remember being really competitive and really lucky. Like my my eighth grade freshman and tenth grade year, when I'm playing with some of my best friends, but they were the the good ones, right? So sure. oh, they they would do all the work and we'd press and they got all the steals and I got all the points because they just passed me the ball and I was <laughs> wide open for a layup. Uh, so yeah, I I really did love um, my time there. And then um, my name's on the wall. So again, over Thanksgiving when we're in the gym. It's like your name's on the wall, and it, it was just—it is. It's really cool. Yeah, very honored. That very is, honored. That is the cool stuff, and and one of the things I learned when I went back for that, and Coach Marlowe, I had met him before. We had done some clinics and stuff in the past. I had a chance to meet Lou's high school coach, but um, he, of course, did the introduction for Lou that that evening, and to hear his story, he was a new coach at the time. He so he wasn't like a, a long standing coach who you know Lou was coming up in the program. He was a new coach and he heard about this Lulu Seely that was coming up that was gonna be a good player. And uh, if I have this correct, right? He, and my tenth grade year. So tenth, I had a yep, okay, yep so, had a coach. Yep. So there you go. So uh, he was new to the program and he heard about this Lulu Seely and then he met her. It's like disappointed. This, <laughs> this little firecracker <laughs> is the name that I've been hearing so much about. And so, uh, and then of course she went on to prove that, yeah, it's, it's what well, they say. It's not the, uh, size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And mm-hmm. I think that's just a good example of that, uh, right there. So that was, that was one of the, 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 the many stories that made me smile that night was, was hearing his reaction to finally seeing not, who, yeah, who not the six one Olympic athlete Correct. who was convinced <laughs> they must've been talking about. Yeah, so good. So good. So Jay, let's uh, let's transition this to you. Tell us a little bit about your high school experience, and then what brought you here to Morris. Okay, so I went to big school. Um, my graduating class was about five hundred, so it was very easy to just like go through the motions, I guess. Um, our varsity team was really good my freshman year, like really good. We had. Some players ended up playing D1 that year. Like, oh, it was a great, great year. Um, Played JV that year, and I was able to, like, sit on the bench and watch them perform well. And my time to shine, um, we didn't do the best those couple years, and we went two and, like, 21 my senior year, so it wasn't the best. But even though we were losing, we are always having fun. Like, we had that same family, like, closeness, like, vibe that we have here on the team. So I think that's probably what drew me to Morris. Um, I randomly got a flyer in the mail, didn't know Morris existed until I saw that flyer. And I thought, hey, I might as well just go check it out. Um, Applied, got in, and then my admission, um, what are they called? Counselor. Counselor made a meeting with me, Coach Grove, and Lou that Lou does not remember whatsoever. I remember. That's cool. Obviously impactful, <laughs> yeah. very impactful. <laughs> but yeah, I made a meeting with them, and then I had lunch with Coach Grove, Lou, and a couple of their old players, and just instantly fell in love. My mom was kind of worried because it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There was no target. Uh, the middle of somewhere. <laughs> yeah. The middle of somewhere. <laughs> I was like, by a little worried, you're not going there. Yeah. You are yeah. not going there. <laughs> we love you, princess. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, today's her birthday. So happy birthday, mom. Hey, happy birthday, princess. <laughs> but yeah, she was a little worried. And she's like, yeah, we can go check out a different school two hours away if you want. I was like, no, I like this place. And I was right. I came back for a fifth year and I haven't looked back since. Yeah. And and so all in that, you probably heard, I can take zero credit for getting 
Jay here to campus. Uh, um, whatever you said during lunch must okay. have been impactful. Yes. I guess once she got herself here, yeah, maybe we can take a minute amount of credit yeah. for, for that. But Along uh, with the pizza queen. And, well, uh, well, I was going to say, Coach Grove and I are com- completely honest on all visits, as coaches should be. And so Jay visited super late. So you didn't mention about when you visited. It yeah, was late it in was the year. Probably April, maybe. Yeah. So we had who was coming back, who uh, had already committed. Super late on the women's side of recruiting, might I add. <laughs> but yeah, yes. True. Okay. So I, I remember, um, again, we're honest. So we probably painted a picture of like, just so you know, you're joining a team of, team of this roster and these people who, you know. Yeah, my incoming class was nine of us, I think, yeah. that year. Yeah. yeah. And... Because Jay remembers the meeting. Because I don't remember the meeting overly well. But Jay said, we told her she wouldn't play. Which there's <laughs> no way those words came out of our mouth. It was it, just our job to paint the picture. That's right. It's not of, what we say. It's what the athletes hear that matters, right? Right. Of, of who we are and what we do and what we believe in. And so Jay came. Jay came anyway. But I know we're, again, yeah, we, what do you mean? We didn't lie to you on your visit? <laughs> we didn't tell you you were going to start? We didn't. Um, but anyway, yeah. Well, and think of how much better we are because... They didn't lie to Absolutely. you and you ended up coming here. So um, obviously here to talk about basketball and you referenced your senior year, but you have the distinction of being a dual sport athlete for us too. How did that, you know, once you made the decision to attend Morris and, and obviously women's basketball was a part of that puzzle, where did the soccer piece come into that? Um, That was very random. I think it, two weeks into the school year already, like had my classes, I had a routine and I got a random email from Miranda Brown, which was the assistant soccer coach at the time, she's like, hey, I saw that you played soccer. Do you want to come check out practice? And then in my head, I was like, is that allowed? Like, I don't know the rules here if that's... (laughs) Allowable, yes. So I decided to check out the practice and then saw the team and felt comfortable. And I was like, yeah, this is fun. Didn't realize how much I missed soccer until I saw it being played here at college. Yep. So... As you take that dive into a new sport, and obviously already into classes a couple weeks to it, um, and then to look back on it now, I guess, four and a half, five years later, what was that balancing act like in terms of still being a, a really good student athlete, but being a dual sport athlete? So you were in season, you know, from August through, I don't know, March, essentially. Yeah, um, I think I don't give my coaches enough credit for that time frame. Like, I was the one doing it, but they made it very easy to do. All I had to do was put my schedule together and tell them, this is when I have to be at this practice, this is when I'm at that practice. Um, I might practice this day, I might not, but this is, like, what it's looking like. And they were just okay with it. They allowed me to be myself and have, like, free range to control what I want to do. So that was really nice. And what does the academic piece look like then with that as well? And they were very comfortable with allowing me to take extra breaks if need be to catch up, if I had to miss practice for pal sessions or anything like that like they were all for it and then that soccer aspect of it my freshman year we used to do like study tables so I had upperclassmen that would help me with my classes as well so yeah and and Jay it's it's obvious you take a lot of pride in your defense I mean as I mentioned earlier you're two-time defensive player of the year um but you mentioned soccer as well you're uh, you know play a defensive spot with the soccer team most of the time and um, have done very well there with, with UMAC accolades, which we've highlighted here on the podcast as well. What is it about you that, because that, not a lot of people want to do that, right? Not a lot of people want to want to really get down and dirty and, and, and play defense, but um, what is it about you or your personality that, uh, 
that kind of allows you to to really embrace that and do just the, the job that you do on the defensive end in all the sports you play? Um, this might sound bad, but it gives me the satisfaction to like kind of stop someone, like their best offensive player, like Lou's really good at this, but she would go on and on like, oh my gosh, they're like this, they're that. And then in my head, I'm like, okay, that's cool. So like, it kind of just gives me like the satisfaction of being like, okay, it's game day. Like there's this really good player from another team who has all these other accolades, who's like this great offensive player that you kind of hear all the time everywhere else. Like this person's good at offense, they're good at that, blah, blah, blah. So in my head, I'm like, I want to be the person that stops them. Like I want to be the one that changes the game because I'm stopping their best player from doing what they're normally used to doing. Uh, I don't know there's anything that sounds bad about that. That sounds like determined and uh, other things that you would hope for in college athletics. Well, and and we all know Jay as as this fantastic guard defender, right, getting out. She can pick up full court. She's the top of a lot of our presses and just is kind of that that person that um, that really makes things miserable for the defense. But as we all remember, a couple years ago, we had a, a semifinal game against number one team, Bethany Lutheran, and, and the – all everything Hannah Geisfeld and uh, as a post player as a post player and a very very good post player division two post player playing division three basketball and so we decide to not outthink the room and say we've got one of the best defenders here don't care what size she is don't care what she typically does um Jay you're gonna guard Hannah Geisfeld and make life miserable yeah don't let her catch the ball and what a night that Jay had mm-hmm. and not that not to completely shut Hannah down, but it was just something different for them to to deal with. And yeah, that was we ended up uh, ending her career that night, which I know we all still think about and and um, kind of enjoy thinking back on. So it's just it, you give Jay a challenge, and she's gonna she's gonna rise up to it for sure. Yep. And there's a lot to be said about to your point about shutting down an opponent, you know, and and knowing that maybe statistically it's not going to show up in many ways. I mean, obviously steals, blocks, rebounds, etc. But you could go out and have a great defensive night on the in a basketball game or, for that matter, in a soccer match, and maybe anybody not in attendance would have no idea that that actually happened. Correct. But your teammates do and your coaches do and you do on a personal level. So I think that's a pretty special – I mean, it's not everybody has maybe necessarily that um, that element in them yeah. in terms of, hey, I'd love to score a couple points here. I'd like to be a striker and put the ball in the back of the net, but my job is to stop somebody else from doing that right i was gonna say how many athletes end the game and want to go look at the box score yep well if jay had a good game and isn't gonna be in the box score i even joked one time jay does all the work for these deflections and everyone else gets the steal <laughs> like jay jay's job especially in some of our zones is to deflect the ball which she does and that means you know player x y and z gets a steal so it yeah but it's reflected in, in the conference you know the the two-time player of the year type stuff to I mean, I know it's not, it's just like Coach Lou didn't want to to talk about yourself in that capacity, but that's got to be a pretty special feeling to know that that your peers in the conference and coaching staff recognized the effort, whether or not you were getting all those steals or not, that it was that disruptive that of what you were doing out there. Got to feel pretty special. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Because like you guys are saying, you don't really see defense in the box score. So like, even in high school, like my main thing was always defense and it's kind of like, oh, you had a really good game, but like. Only you know that, like your parents, your coach knows that, yeah. like not your friends that were just like looking at the boss score after the game and they're just like, oh, wow, this person scored so much. I'm like, yeah, but like I stopped their <laughs> player from scoring. Like, you know what I mean? So right. it's like, it feels, this is like the first time, or two years ago was the first time where like my defense was like really like honored in a way. And I 
yeah, could cool. not be great. any more thankful. It's great. So Lou, walk, walk us through the process that we go through um, when we we're thinking about our team and, and how we're going to be successful because we don't have, we don't have the, uh, the opportunity to necessarily recruit to a system, right? Mm-hmm. We, have to, we have to recruit and then fit the system to who we have. So talk, kind of talk people through the process that we go through when, when trying to decide how we can be the best that we can be. Yeah, probably my favorite part of coaching. Like now that we're in season, obviously we watch a lot of film and, and different things. Um, but my favorite part is, is in the beginning when we are looking at people's you know, strengths and in, ha- in practice, we do a lot with like habits, like let's have, let's have good habits. And, and by doing that, we do, we have everyone do everything, right? All of our, all of our athletes are doing ball handling. All of our athletes are doing all the passing drills, the shooting drills. And kind of based on that, you just, you see some, some tendencies and, and what people are working with. Um, one of my favorite stories is like Jay, she would always wear this t-shirt under her uniform. No problem. Like you can, you can do that. And then one day, no undershirt. I'm like, Jay is ripped. Like, how strong is Jay? You know? And then all her teammates are like, yeah, and she just came from soccer practice. Like, why is she running circles around me? But that's just something we had picked up on Jay was just how athletic she was, how explosive she was. Um, so, yeah, again, you just you just see things. I mean, you know, we, we're better probably when our, when our post can shoot the three. Well, that just comes more natural to some, right? We again, we have do all the same drills and all the same kind of breakdown, and you can just see how natural it comes for some. I uh, think back to like COVID year when all we could do was skill work, so it was ball handling, shooting, just for COVID safety yep. reasons. And I remember being like, Mal, you know, I don't know, Mal, I don't know, Mal, I don't know, you know, she shoots okay and she passes okay. <laughs> well, then we start playing five on five. And she is just, again, running circles around people, getting, you know, 20 rebounds, um, and which is why we now call her a bowling ball. Because, again, during the skill portion, she wasn't. Affectionately, she, of she course. Wasn't, I was yeah, of course. Say, of course. Great nickname. Yeah, I, I, BB, baby. <laughs> you gotta add the baby in there. BJ. <laughs> Um, but again, so that's, you know, the skills part and then the playing part. So, uh, we just, again, you let, you let them play, you let them have fun. And then we take that as like, okay, productivity wise, you know, we have, you know, more guards than posts. So these, these kind of offenses make sense. We have more productivity from our posts to our guards. So these offenses make sense. And again, it's what I love the most. Sometimes they get heated debates. I won't say conversation all the time. Sometimes they are they are debates because, I mean, even as coaches, right, you do the best you can and you make a decision and, you know, what do you do? But, yeah, the practice, we just watch. We evaluate and not in a, I'm not saying that with the clipboard, you know, taking stats. You just, you let them have fun. You let them play. You let them play hard. And, yeah, it, it I don't know, it's my favorite part of the season. Do you have anything to add to that? Not too heated debates, I would say. Well, occasionally, you know, I remember Maddie Smart saying, oh, mom and dad are fighting yeah. again. <laughs> I felt like my mom and dad were fighting. <laughs> well, your parents probably do fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's, no, that's, that's great. And that's, and that, that's right. I mean, we, we are in a position where we do our best recruiting. And then once they're here, okay, let's figure out how we can, mm-hmm. how we can be successful with this group. And I agree with you. That's um, some of the most fun that we have is, is those, is those debates that we get into, and and then once we hit the floor, we're uh, we're united in what we're doing, and I just I I love it. So, um, kind of on the heels of that, Jay, what do you appreciate about about the program 
um, or about the you know women's basketball, or the things that are unique or that you you appreciate that you think are are kind of special to what we try to do. I love the fact that we never put the ball down and just run. Like everything we do is. Lou doesn't love that, but I appreciate that <laughs> so much. Like, everything we do helps us, like, with our plays. Like, it always comes together. Like, we're always conditioning. Every defensive drill is an offensive drill. Preach, <laughs> preach. It's just, I love how everything just mends together so nicely. And, like, being an upperclassman now and seeing what you guys do behind the scene and how you come together to do practice like, schedules and, like, the time and effort you put into it, it's just like amazing. And we just show up, we just have to show up and we read the list and we're like, oh, like after butt shots, we have to do this. But like you guys really sit down and you think, how does this drill help us prepare for the next person? So I really do appreciate that aspect. Wasn't it you who, who came at me last year? Like, is all you do is watch film? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that this time of year, yes. But I do appreciate your, I mean, yes, I, I'm all about not even conditioning, but like more like punishment. Like there should be winners and losers, and the losers should have to run. But what I do appreciate that is that's coming. That's feedback coming from probably someone who's going to finish top two, top three in a conditioning drill. So I, I would say I'm sure if you feel that way after finishing at the top, that I'm sure everyone feels that way. She's not competitive at all with the whole yeah, winners back and losers. To the- <laughs> Just as long what? as somebody ends up doing push-ups yeah. or running a sprint. Burpees. Right? All right, so Lou, uh, moving into the, the current season, okay, you guys are sitting at one and five, but as you know, Coach Grove and I have talked about weekly on the pod, as you can attest, um, playing a very <laughs> difficult non-conference schedule and something that, that women's ba- most of our teams do, frankly, but specifically to women's basketball, to go out and challenge yourself in the non-con with NAIAs, with you know d- really good D3 programs, with D2 programs, mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Um, so acknowledging a one and five record, but talk to me about some of the good things that you've seen so far this year. And then on the heels of that, talk about some areas where you want to see a little growth in the team as you start ramping up for UMAC play, which ultimately is the most important part. Yeah, I mean, this start is a very typical Morris Cougar start to the season. We love a tough non-conference schedule. And not only that, in my opinion, we are a team that builds. Again, we're, we're habit-forming in practice. So if everything was just done in a day, well, then I'd be 20 pounds lighter because it doesn't take one day. It takes four weeks, eight weeks. And so, yes, where we are is just very, very normal for us. But not only that, I don't feel like a one in five team. And that's because as a coach, you know, I don't don't really look at the scoreboard. I'm just constantly watching like, yes, that was us executing that offensive possession really well. Now it didn't end in a basket potentially, but we got what we wanted and we got the shot we wanted. And then, well, if it goes in, it goes in. And then same defensively. Coach and I just watched a clip yesterday where we played maybe our best defense. I would even say for 30 seconds, but they – Knowing the clock is going down, they just heave this shot up at the buzzer. I mean, the buzzer goes off, and it and it goes in. But it's like, man, I don't regret that defensive possession. That was a good defensive possession that still ended in three points for the other team. So, again, where we are, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I don't feel like a one-in-five team. Things I really like is our depth. I think we're one of the deepest teams we've had. Um, everybody on our bench come, plays, and is productive. So we're really trying to talk about habit-forming we got to outwork teams because I love our depth. So that's something we're, we're habit-forming. We're really trying to condition and sprint a little harder, in my opinion. I tell our team, you should come off the floor exhausted, and we're not quite there yet. We're not quite, you know, they're coming off a little too 
to okay. I want you coming off the floor exhausted because you can trust your teammate to come in. Um, you know, I thought something last year we struggled to score. And so we came in, we're like, man, our, our first years really need to be able to help us score. And so I like that they have. What I dislike a little bit is our lack of scoring from some of our upperclassmen, which we've talked about, which will come. They are phenomenal athletes, really good basketball players. I just told Jay today, you have shot the most shots you've ever shot in your whole life, right? Think about the end of last season to right now. So let's have you shooting with confidence. So that's almost like a double-edged sword. I like the scoring I'm seeing from our first years, and I know the scoring from our upperclassmen can improve. So real quick, if I can, um, you referenced, you know, you see one in five and you're not a one in five team. Coaches don't look at that, which I think looks good on paper. I don't know if I actually completely buy it. But either way, mm-hmm. okay, how do you and and you two collectively get so that a Jay Quate or athletes don't look at one in five and say, oh, my goodness, here we are at one in five? Because, uh, again, I I think in a in a perfect world, that all makes sense. Yes, yeah. the record is what it is. We just line up and play. And if we have great possessions, great. I, I'm looking at the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Your fans are looking at the scoreboard. My guess is that the women on the team, whether they tell you that or not, are looking at the scoreboard. Culturally, what does that look like? Yeah, we we talk. I think we've done more. I've done a better job of this in the past than I have this year. I just realized the other night, I think we're in Mayville's locker room, actually, and then I admitted, I said, I haven't used the word perspective very much yet. And that's something that in the past we we hammer that perspective. We keep we keep things in, in perspective with in regards to who we are playing, what our record is. Um, how much are we scoring? All those things are are what they are. Um, but we literally talk about keeping things in perspective that way so Jay doesn't get down. So she doesn't sit there and say, oh my gosh, we just got beat by 26 at Mayville mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And, you know, we're, we've got one win on the season and, and we're, you know, we're, it's, it's going to lead to a, a disappointing season or, or whatever. We don't want those thoughts. So we we, I have tried to um, really use the term perspective a lot and just keep things, making sure our athletes understand that we do keep things in perspective. These are the best teams that we've played. Um, of the six teams that we've played so far, I would venture to guess that five of those six would win our league. And so that's, that's the, the competition that we are, that we are playing against. Mm-hmm. We're playing against UMAC champions every single night just so we can strive to get where they are. Um, and so that's what we try to do. Um, I think that we, I think our athletes led by people like Jay and our other captains do a good job of, of reminding others of that too. I haven't been talking about it as much, but I bet Jay has with the, uh, with the other players because she's been through this before and she's like, no, we're going to be just fine. Um, this is how things go. Like Lou mentioned a few, a few moments ago, this is a pretty typical start for yep. Morris women's basketball. Um, you look at the best teams that I've ever had here. We have losing records in the non-conference because our schedule is just that brutal. So, um, yeah, it is perspective, but it's also Jay believing in what we're doing and knowing that, hey, no, we're going to get there. We're going to be just fine. Yeah. So, Jay, how about that from a player perspective? And I want to phrase it in this regard. Um, As we've noted with you, you're a super senior, but you're not alone in that. There's three of you. So, I mean, three ultra-experienced college basketball and even your non— I mean, Mallory's played a billion minutes for you, right? And then some of your other key contributors are first-year kids. So from a leadership perspective, what does that look like going into this stretch of the season, you know, so that, that just using it, Maddie Grove doesn't get down being one and five her first year of college versus saying, hey, this is a process, this is perspective. I mean, some of that's going to come from the coaching staff, obviously, but what does the player perspective and com- communication look like? Um. So... 
I feel like it's better that way, like to see it as a perspective way, like we were saying. Um, when we look at our everybody else within our conference that have like easier, lighter loads, and you see like their W's and oh, they're winning by 30 and everything like that, we like to remind ourselves like they might be winning now, but we're working our butts off like every day, like playing against these better teams. Like they're making us better by playing them. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like you don't get better by playing someone that you know you're going to get a win from. And that's something my coach has also taught me that like really makes sense to me that in order for you to get better, you have to challenge yourself day in and day out. And I feel like our preseason like really challenges us to like be the best Cougs we can be before we come to our conference. And repeating that and then like reminding our uh, underclassmen that and it's easier for Maddie Grove because she's been like she's seen it all like she's been with us through the whole route even without even playing like yeah. she gets that and I feel like being uh, having Maddie Grove and then also like her roommate being Grace Perry and then Claire, Claire Stark and like just that small group of freshmen like they just get it naturally like they understand and I feel like they trust us enough too to like follow along and be like, you know what, you're right. Like, we'll just keep our heads high, keep playing every game, get better, and then we'll see the results later on. Awesome. But Jay, I have to know, there are there are absolutely times in games when, I'll, when I will look at the scoreboard, like, we're down 20 <laughs> points? Cause, just because, again, when you when you are complimenting the right things, like, yeah, that's that, that was a good offensive shot, but that was good D. Or, hey, that's the shot we want. It just didn't go in. I absolutely find myself being like, what? How? When? When did we get down 20 points? Well, you find positives and negatives. I right. mean, and but I do get, you, and do you ever feel like that growth. way? Like, we're playing good? Like, no? And then I look up and I'm like, oh, oh wait. Is that, not, is that just me? <laughs> no. It happens to me, too. But then I feel like because when we are competing with them, I feel like that's better than winning sometimes. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, Big I'm time. keeping up with this team. Like, watch out. Yeah, like, you have these know? teams like call timeouts yeah. and like go on hand their, their timeout. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, we just got you guys yeah. in trouble. <laughs> I 100% agree. So if, if we if we move this forward two and a half months and we're sitting in the middle of February and we're competing for conference championship, which we hope to be doing, mm -hmm. what do you think will be the the two main reasons for that or three main reasons for that? We would be in that position because... Oh, boy. I mean... For me, to me, it comes from outworking um, the other team, which, again, I think we're getting better at. My mom, who's not a basketball genius by any means, but she, came, you, she <laughs> came to our Bermuda State game, and she goes, it looks like you guys are really trying to box out. It doesn't happen all the time. And she's right. We, we have really been, been um, talking about rebounding. We need to out-rebound the other team because every, every rebound, if we get it, that is a chance for us to score vice versa, if the other team gets it, they have a chance to score. So she notices it, but then she also admitted, you're not perfect. And we probably won't ever be perfect, but we need to in increase our percentages of how many box outs we're getting game in and game out. And that comes, from, again, from outworking the other team, sprinting the floor, getting transition buckets, stopping transition buckets, offensive rebounds, second chance points. I believe those all come from outworking the other team. Um, so I'll definitely start there, and you just hope that that leads right into my second one, which is you're just outscoring the other team, obviously. Right? You get Again, the, the scoring increases for us, and I'm hoping that increases off second chance points and transition points, You know, maybe off a steal or something. So they kind of go hand in hand, but we need more scoring for more people, and we need to outwork the other team. Uh, commonly called the Coach Turnbull theory. If you just score more mm. than the other team, it's amazing <laughs> bang, bang, how, much, uh, how many wins Should've you get out of it. Brilliant. <laughs> yep. Brilliant. And, and Jay, how, how, would you how would you describe our team? 
Yeah, you can say, uh, you know, the three words that come to mind, or how would you how would you describe the team? Comfortable, fun, and exciting. Love it. That is good. Those are good. Too yeah. comfortable sometimes. <laughs> I don't appreciate the jabs I got. That, well, them telling true. me I'm sitting at the kid table at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I took, I stood up and took the photo. It was at the kids table. <laughs> that is also true. But that leads us nicely um, into quiz time. Oh boy! And we have some little known facts from our players that uh, we're going to see how well Lou knows or how well she can guess who it might be. Okay, and what's Jay's role in this whole thing? Is she uh, like phone a friend? Is I, think I mean, I'd really is, like to see Coach Seeley fail a little bit. Oh, too, I think so. she'll fail. Oh, I think no. she'll fail. Oh, yeah, because when then, you say, hey, text me a little known fact, you would get real little with that information. Well, and some of them actually are real little. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll start with a, a little, a real little known fact. And uh, so just guess the athlete. You guess the know. athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you two clues. One at a time, see if you have any okay. insight after. But obviously, if you've got it after the first one, Lou, holler that thing out. That's right. You will end this one. Easy. Easy. So as a toddler, I would eat butter by the spoonful as a snack. I I strongly need to know who this is, because that's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, she's most likely related to the Johnsons. So, yeah. I'm going to just guess. Can I just guess? Absolutely. You want me to just do it to you? Absolutely guess. Starkey. That's incorrect, but also growing up. Is that a fart up, noise? No. <laughs> what it's like that? A, it's, you're going to hear Dud. it again. You'll yeah. listen again. Yeah, listen next time. you. Um, so growing up, my older sister had a pet snake. It was a boa, to be specific. This is the same person? Same person. Sprints are practice for this person. Shelby. It was not Shelby. See, that was like, I thought it was like a drum roll for goodness. No. <laughs> uh, Lexus Red Thunder. Baby Lex. Oh, had a snake. That Sister. Sister had a snake. And who doesn't love butter? butter. <laughs> no. Like butter plain? No. Like we always joke with my mom's secret ingredient and everything she cooks is like extra, extra butter. I'm not a fan. Spoonful. I'm a dry toast type of human. Gross. That's, that's a shame. Oh. Yeah. Well, that deserves a wow. Yeah. Talk, <laughs> talk about sprints. Good. <laughs> All right. Next. I have six Stanleys. I'm judging our team so hard right now. <laughs> so hard. I don't even oh. know. What is, a, what is a Stanley? Go ahead, Jay. A perfect water bottle. Perfect. Can we get like an advertisement <laughs> by Stanley? Into the Den brought to you by Stanley. <laughs> let's, hmm. let's Reese. This person also has two dogs named Brian and Wicket. I like a little Wicket. That's a Star Wars thing. You wouldn't. I have no idea. You know. Smarty. Wow. Favorite part of every episode. We're enjoying this. I don't know Brian. People with dogs. Ace. Ace. Alice Wilkinson for everyone else out there. April though, real MVP. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. A little flex on him. Yes, that's right. Okay, next one. I have an orange cat named Eugene. Shelby. Shelby the cat person? I don't know. Shelby, you cat person? <laughs> I'll ask her in the office today. I like sewing and quilting. Starkey. I knew you would get that one right away. When We're going to sew. We're going to have a sew party. Yeah, <laughs> when she sent this in, I'm like, she's going to know this one right away. 
So, um, yeah, that is Starkey. That's very good. Uh, next one. I raised goats in high school. I'll give you a clue. It's not Jay. <laughs> yeah, Jay hates the country. I think he's allergic to grass. <laughs> you, you can have goats in the city as well. Yeah. Lawn care. Lawn care, yeah. <laughs> raised goats. Not at our next clue. I don't have to guess after everyone, right? No. Only if you want to get okay. it wrong twice. I don't. I'm over getting it wrong twice. And you're a birthday celebration person. This person's birthday is closest to Christmas on the team. Shelby. Nice. Well done. Yeah, don't, yeah the birthday. What's your birthday? We were in California. Mom bought us donuts. Yeah. Oh, yes. Shout out to the old step and shoot. Katie, there you go. <laughs> step and shoot. I love it. These are all references to our family day, by the way. Um, yeah. That's fantastic, too. We didn't even talk about that. Man. Okay. I was a dancer until seventh grade. Can't be the bowling ball. <laughs> you don't think she has the feet for it or what? I'm not Pe- sure. What... Peggy. Peggy for everyone else in the in the is is Grace Grace Perry. Yeah, Peggy. just imagine Perry if you guys backwards. didn't talk in code the whole time. It probably <laughs> would actually increase our listenership. It right might. now, a bunch of people That's are tuning true. out saying this doesn't even make sense. I have met Rachel Bannum multiple times. Even got co- got to go down to the Minnesota Gophers team room to meet her in 2016. Maddie Grove, and I did know that she danced because you had photos. Dang it! Hey, snooze you lose. Had photos, yes, that's correct. Uh, I am a Town Hall 11 in Clash of Clans. I don't even know what that means. Talk about talking in code. Well, I do know what that means, but anyhow, it means uh, this person is good at that. It's good. a video game. Good at that. It's oh. an Clash of Clans. Yeah. Oh. I don't know either if that helps you. Shocker with you two real tech-savvy individuals sitting wow. in this room. <laughs> Better than Paul. <laughs> That's the comparison. That's my standard. <laughs> wow. If I can beat Paul... I cannot ski or rollerblade or anything like that. Smarty. Well, she crashed in town on that's her rollerblades. That's <laughs> so insulting to me. She crashed in town on her rollerblades. Right? Is that a true story? Yeah. I really thought that one might give it away. Cannot ski, rollerblade, anything like that. But uh, That could be Shelby. Well, no. Too big for her own good. Who, who you got? Bowling ball. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. There you go. It was Mal. <laughs> Dang it. It was Mal. Okay. Next one. Well, Shelby's like too big. Like she's every bone hurts because she's just too tall. <laughs> yeah. When I was little, anytime I heard the Jaws theme song, I would instantly start crying because I had a fear of sharks and being chased. Da-da. This is the only thing I can see on the piano. Da-da. I don't know. Next clue. <laughs> okay. Well, this will give it away. I went to eleven Twins games this season. Freezer. <laughs> no cry day. She's afraid of sharks. How about that? Can she start crying? Yeah, my favorite Reese ever is we were doing one of these, uh, I don't know, before last year or whatever it was, and she let us know that uh, her dad instituted no cry days <laughs> at times for her. Yeah. Not, nope, Reese, no cry day today. So How she, great is that? Yeah. <laughs> so she had to bank them up and then have some real cry fest. If I was her it. sibling, I would just play the jaw. Like, no cry day? Oh, jaw, <laughs> I'm the third oldest in my family. Gotta think about who I've even said. Smarty would qualify. No. How many siblings does Smarty have? Third oldest. Just next clue. Okay. I was named after my grandma Sarah. You don't have a Sarah on the team. That's correct. That's what makes this a little bit uh, difficult to understand. 
I'm just going through the cooks. All this. Sonny has one sister. I'm just, I'm thinking of. Um, Would you like to phone a friend? Jay. Jay. What? <laughs> Leroy and Jacob, the third oldest, I guess. Uh, the third oldest, yeah. What was the other clue? Sarah. Named after Grandma Sarah. Sariana, my middle name is named after my grandma. Kind Sarah. of named after your grandma. Sariana, kind that's of the named one I after. Think I wouldn't be Hi, Jason. Here. You couldn't, which I, yes. Hi, Jason, Kristen. Sariana's the one I missed. Mm-hmm. But of course, you wouldn't know that. I'm going to say, what I, I always make up your middle names because I know there's two. Okay? Is it, you have two nicknames? Two middle names, sorry. Okay, when I was three, I fell off a swing that was in my house and hit my chin on the floor. And I still have a scar under my chin. Next clue. Okay. I have the same pair of Converse since the eighth grade. That's impressive. Peggy. Dud. P. Paris. Ah, P. Same pair of Converse. Ah, dang it. (laughs) I'm not sure how you do this, but I accidentally went swimming with a shark this past summer. Jealous. No, you're not. Well, not like swimming. I want to... Bucket list for me is in a cage, dropped into the ocean. Sharks. Oh. Bucket list for me for sure. That pretty cool. Who went anywhere, Sunny? Sunny's always the answer to anything trip related. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. The kid goes everywhere. She's been everywhere. Um, her second clue, just because it's fun. So, when, yeah. I, when I was younger, I used to perform little magic shows for my family. Yeah, so also where to got Sunny. Anything yeah. like educational related, like winning things, <laughs> yes. traveling. Yes, math So masters. that was most of in Australia. That sounds yeah, in, she didn't in a good way. That. Really <laughs> how nerdy. For a couple days but, yep, love it. <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, Sunny. Swimming with Shark, we're going to have to ask her about that. Well, I didn't I'll know show about you. We were there in Australia. They went to the Great Barrier Reef, which I knew. But when I asked her how her extra day was, she was talking about the horrendous travel she had on the way home. That's like all she talked about. Her mom left her cell phone somewhere. Nothing about accidentally swimming yeah, with didn't the sharks. Yeah, did mention the sharks. Uh, I currently have a missing tooth. And who, I can wiggle my ears. Who was even left on our team? Well, I haven't said Peg yet. Peg and Smarty, I think, are the only ones left. Jay? Mm. Tell me who's left. Yeah. That's, yeah, correct. That's, that's who we have left. Peg. Has a missing tooth? Peg, of course, Grace Perry. Yeah, Grace Perry. That. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's not like her name or anything. But yeah. It's her initials backwards. I think it's actually creative. It is. It's really good. Wow. Uh, and then this kind of gave it away. But my first concert was Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus. Smarty. Yeah. And then, of course, my nickname is the name of a candy. That's her second one. Mm. Hannah Montana is Miley Cyrus. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> well, okay. okay. I mean, I know okay. the name, but okay. I'll, I'll give you a break because you are a dad who only has boys. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know I knew Hannah Montana. I didn't know that was Miley Cyrus. Wait, she's wow. just no, she's a wrecking ball or something. I mean, yes. I that's <laughs> back she when she was flowers. Back when she was young and innocent and all yeah. those things. Yeah, Hannah Montana. Hmm. Yeah. Who knew? Well, that's <laughs> apparently well, you all knew. Everyone but you. <laughs> what, I get like two right? That wasn't I good. Mean, you kind of talk about me with not knowing like I'm Star really Wars and things. I'm but, really uh, bummed I missed Mal's bowling ball oh, yeah. opportunity. Hannah like Montana. She really set me up for that. I knew Hannah Montana. I just didn't know it was Miley Cyrus. But I guarantee you didn't know who or don't know who Wicked is. But that's a fact. <laughs> and I'm okay no with idea. that. Of course you yeah. don't, Lou. I halfway expected <laughs> Tim to pretend. <laughs> yes. Jay, do you know who Wicked is? 
I was raised in the city. That's the line show years again. <laughs> only us country, only us country folk country. don't. Bumpkins is it. Well, thanks guys for joining us in the den today. It was nice to uh, highlight women's basketball, kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. So we appreciate you coming in. We'll be. Uh, I will literally be cheering for you and us all season long. Yeah. Uh, we'll be following the Cougs, and we start tonight, right, with Valley City at home tonight, and uh, we welcome back Mayville on Thursday. So, Absolutely. Um, great to have you guys in. Is there any way we can squeeze out a sixth year for Jay? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, um, COVID eligibility works remember, crazy, right? <laughs> last year, no, nobody would go for that. Last year, I remember, like, Jay's like, coaches would talk to Jay, like, what are you doing next year? Well, I'm coming back for the fifth year, and you'd be like, what? <laughs> good, <laughs> good for you. you. <laughs> yes. And we're we're at St. Ben's, which we play St. Ben's every year. Of course, we go to St. Ben's tournament. And I I was coming back through the line when I when Jay is there with with Coach Mike Durbin from St. Ben's, and I hear him say, "Are you finally done? <laughs> yeah. So we don't have to deal with you anymore." Come on and, back, Jay. And yeah, and she will be hearing a lot of that. Yeah, this and again, check with Marcus Reeb. He'll have all kinds of information. <laughs> we'll have some in, the <laughs> nine-year college plan. The Love you, Marcus. Of the uh, six-year plan. No, you guys are the best. Thanks for coming in. Well, thanks for having us. All right, so good stuff there with Cougar women's basketball. Fun to have those guys in. Uh, two of my favorite people in the world, Coach Lou and Jay Quate. So, again, thanks to them for uh, for coming in and talking some Cougar women's hoops. Yeah, and a great opportunity once again to to talk about not just your program but one of our programs, right? And I, I gave a little bit of grief to Jay and, and Lou about your, I don't know, different language that you use <laughs> yeah. within the program. Yeah. But I think every, every, every culture, every program has their own – their own little nuances, and that's one with the nickname piece of it or whatever. But what you can get from talking to you, obviously, coach, but but with those two individuals too, is the real passion that you all have for each other, you know. Yeah. And and I mean, use the word love, whatever it is. But I mean, there's just an, an an ultimate level of respect that goes on, and year in and year out, you do that with different pieces. So I think that's a testament to you and and certainly Lou working together. Uh, and having someone like Jay Quate makes it pretty darn easy. Um, yeah, she makes life easy for us, and and um, and thank you. I do appreciate hearing that, and and yeah, I think we do. Um, not that makes us our program better, but I think we do some unique things. That is just it's it's fun. It's all about student athlete experience and providing the best experience that we can, and and I think um, I think we do that. So let's turn this over to game recaps. Uh, again, pretty light schedule. We just had the uh, one men's game and one women's game since last week's pod, and that happened to be. Last Tuesday night, traveled to Mayville State um, on the men's side, lost 82-57 to a very good Comets team. Blake Munson led the way for the Cougars with 14 points. He was our lone player in double figures. Uh, Gus Gunderson was right behind him with eight points uh, for the Cougs. On the Comets side, um, I mentioned my nephew was uh, leading them up to this point. He had another really good game Tuesday night. It was fun to watch him play. Uh, my nephew Thomas Gieske, a nice all-around game with 23 points, four boards, and three assists. And I shared with you uh, this morning a, a kind of a little welcome to college basketball moment for one of our first-year players, Ian Fay. Um, said that was the first time he's ever been dunked on in his mm-hmm. life. So, um, but that was uh, compliments of none other than Thomas. So, um, our men are back at it tonight against the same Comet team, and they're they're good. Matt. Yep. They're they're really good. And uh, we didn't score typically well uh, that night, staying in the 50s there. Um, so that's going to certainly have to improve tonight. And and uh, just find a way to, to probably not give up as many rebounds. And, um, you know, playing at home is always a little bit better. So you hope 
you hope for that. But, um, yeah, they're up against it again tonight against a very, very good uh, Mayville State Comet team. Yeah, and obviously uh, hoping that the Cougs respond. You've seen them, and I know sometimes it's hard to play you know, back-to-back in terms of opponents, but at least there shouldn't be anything, you know, surprising coming out of it, you would think. And the hope is, and it sounds cliche and frankly a little ridiculous, but if the ball goes in the bucket, it just makes everything easier, right? 100%. When Augie was here and we shoot again 10 to 16 from deep, you know, that's, and you're not going to do that always, but man, that that just simplifies the game. If, if Paul can get rolling a little bit and get Correct. back into that groove that he was in, I'm not saying we even win, who knows? But again, ball going in the bucket makes everything yep. play smoother. Yep, correct. On the women's side, uh, we, of course, were at Mayville State again uh, as well last Tuesday. Lost by almost an identical score as the men's team did, 83-57. Uh, Mayville got off to a little bit of a slow start, but once they got the cover off the basket, they did not look back. They made 16 threes on the night, and that's just tough to, to keep up with. Um, 39 shots from three of their 63 total shots i mean that's that's obviously way over more half their shots were from three and when you connect on 16 of them you're gonna you're gonna keep shooting them um but maddie Grove paced the cougars with 17 points five rebounds and 22 minutes to play another first year player claire stark had a real nice game and also in double figures with 16 points in 22 minutes there mal does what mal does and let us let our uh, team on the boards with seven and we're back at it tonight playing valley city state uh, here at home with a five o'clock tip a little earlier tip than than usual so if you're tuning in either uh through the cougar sports network or showing up to campus uh, just keep in mind that is a 5 p.m start for women's basketball tonight yeah 16 threes is uh tough to beat yeah and i know that's yeah, it is. It is good to see Maddie continue her scoring output, though, and get on the boards a little bit. But but as you referenced, to see Claire have her first real college, you know what I mean? To, to go and put 16 on the board, that's that's when when I'm thinking about perspective and putting Correct. stuff in steps, you know, as as Claire and, and we reference Grace Perry, as mm-hmm. people continue to develop as first-year students, uh, those are steps along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And and before we go and wrap this up, uh, we you mentioned earlier about your trip down to... Uh, U.S. Bank Stadium last night yeah. for the Vikings v. Bears. Um, you have an interesting household anyway with an avid Bears fan. And, uh, of course, Coop, who is uh, avid just about everything, but a Vikings fan, proud with yeah. his, his purple and gold. Um, how was that? Describe that night for us if you can and uh, how things go. It was, well... It went fine, I guess, in terms of we got there and 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 got home safely. Uh, the game was a disappointment, and not even because the Vikings lost, because I knew one way or the other the dad of me is going to come out ahead, right? I ended up with a, a really happy younger son. Crossy yes. was pretty antagonistic the entire uh, you know trip to the car. To be sure. And Cooper took it hard, just like Cooper normally takes yep. Vikings losses. Um, so, again, I knew I was going to be okay, but it was... Uh, it was just fun, and, and I, I, I've shared with you before, and I'll, I'll say again, we go to a lot of professional sporting events. It's just something that, that, that we do as a family. Uh, Abby even came, you know, mm-hmm. my beautiful bride, and that doesn't always happen, but um, it's something that I always wanted to do when I was little, and just the way that my parents and how we just didn't, you know? So now the chance to go, but the problem is, and I text you this, I don't know what, yes. 11 or whenever yes. when I was sitting in a parking lot, I'm like, oh, for my last, I don't even know. <laughs> like, it is. Uh, we, we went... Obviously, the Vikes lost last night. They we went to them on their opening weekend. They yep. lost to Tampa Bay. Yep. Uh, we were at the the Giants playoff game, which they choked that one away. Yes, we went to the Timberwolves playoffs. I mean, honestly, I can't remember the last time I saw one of our sporting teams win. So uh, 
again, the travel was great. It, it, time of family is great. I didn't roll into the house until five after two. Yeah. So it made that uh, seven o'clock alarm a little early right. this morning, but um, for the experience with my kids, pretty awesome. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's, that's great. And we love seeing him around the, around the office and, and yeah, Kroz, uh, we see him a lot more now because Coop's busy after school with, with his, his activities, but Kroz is still uh, over hanging out in the office. Always good to see him and his bears gear and, and, and he's uh, rocking and it again today. I'm so. sure he is loud and proud today. Yep. Yeah. Pr- pretty that's, happy young man. That's great stuff. So again, looking ahead just at schedules, it's just basketball here for a while. Cause as we mentioned last week, swim and dive is taking a break from competition until, uh, into about the middle of January. So, um, just basketball here and we are home this week. If you want a chance to come out and watch the Cougs, you can do that this week tonight. Uh, the men are again against Mayville State. Women are against Valley City. So it's a it's a you know split teams. But um, five o'clock and seven o'clock starts there. And then the same times on Thursday night, uh, we host Mayville State, and the men will host Oak Hills. And those again are five o'clock and seven o'clock starts. So any other thing, uh, anything else to go along with that, or anything else here on campus this week, Matt? You want to highlight? Uh, not. A, I mean, the, the buzz around campus is we're approaching the end of the semester, which is crazy right. to talk about. And you and I haven't even talked about what the den does during that time. But Correct. I mean, we've got two weeks left of school, mm-hmm. and then kids are going to scatter like dust in the wind and and go. So it's a busy time of year, but it's an exciting time to um, to just know that that our first semester is wrapping up, and and we're looking already ahead to spring twenty four. Here we go. Uh, special thanks to our engineer Mike Seahawk and our student intern Jack Gala. Um, thanks to them for their continued work. Um, they just do a great job. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in each and every week. We certainly appreciate you. So as always, until next time, go Cougars. You've been listening to Into the Den with Matt Johnson and Tim Grove. Let's put a bow on this thing. To get the latest episodes of Into the Den, follow us on Spotify and online at morriscougars.com. Until next time, go Cougars!